Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. imagine what that would be? Oh my goodness. Mm. Yes, my goodness. What would our life look like if we could actually be living from that place of all that we are? If we could know without a doubt that there is only one power in the universe, and that power is love. There is only love. Love is all that is. Love is all that can happen. Failing can't happen. Falling can happen. (laughs) Sometimes falling is the highest form of love. I was just listening to um, the man that some of you may recall from a comedy team, Cheech and Chong. Well, it turned out that Cheech was attempting not to go to Vietnam, and he was working as a potter up in Canada back in the 60s. Some of you remember the 60s. And some of the guys in town said, hey, You ever been skiing? And he says, oh, yeah, lots in central L.A. (laughs) Good hills there. (laughs) They said, let's take you to Banff. And they showed him how to snow plow. And they told him how to lean to turn. They didn't tell him how to stop. (laughs) Six months later, the cast came off. Yeah. And um, then they said, let's go to Vancouver. (laughs) He's going, "Mm, well, maybe. (laughs) But in Vancouver, he meets this marvelous guy who's managed to build this little thing where they do a variety of burlesque sorts of comedy things four hours (laughs) every night. And the guy's name is Tommy Chong. (laughs) Cheech and Chong. And so the two of them start doing these numbers, and they have a wonderful time. But it starts getting old, and it's a lot of work running the place as well as doing it. And Cheech says, well, you know, we could go back to L.A. I know lots of folks in L.A. The only problem was he was in Canada, and he hadn't been drafted when he was supposed to be. And that was hard for a lot of guys, right? Well, a number of miracles happened along the way, including that the Supreme Court kicked out the thing that was going to have him go to prison or to Vietnam. 
But so then he did get a draft notice. They did go down to LA and he, you know, and the Supreme Court had kicked out the old thing, but then they sent him a new one right away. And they said, oh, are these x-rays yours? Yeah. Well, we're very sorry, but your leg is off by 13 degrees and you no longer qualify. We know you're heartbroken. <laughs> Sometimes falls are love in expression. <laughs> Ernest Holmes tells us that the entire universe rests on the shoulder of love. Isn't that a great concept? The entire universe rests. And what does a shoulder do besides let us move around a lot? It carries things, right? And we lean on the shoulder. The entire universe, all space and time, infinite possible pasts, infinite possible futures, all resting in love. Uh-oh, that begs the question, what is love? <laughs> really, when it comes down to it, do we even have a visceral sense of this word? You know, the Eskimos have seven different kinds of words for snow, and we have this one word for all these things we call love, right? <laughs> there is affection, and that's usually part of love, isn't it? And there's appreciation. And in fact, I think appreciation is the opener for love, don't you? If I appreciate something, you know, I'm likely to be willing to go a little further. And I can go even further. I can be not only appreciating it, but I can be downright grateful that it's in my life, right? And gratitude always opens up our heart, right? You know, oh, I'm so grateful for this. I so appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And there's my heart opening right up, yeah? And there's more, isn't there? There's more to this thing that we experience as love. It's more than a, a, you know, affection, appreciation. There's more. There's some respect and honoring, right? There's that sense of this is something worthy. This is something that has qualities in it that are beyond just normal stuff, right? Huh. And there's more to it than that because we realize that when we are in love, ah, the universe is just marvelous, isn't it? We don't even get sick when we're in love. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> when we're feeling, oh, I am so in love. I told you a story about that last time, not last time, but sometime before. So we won't go into that one, but the quick version of that was the woman realized when she got home to her answering machine that the guy had broken up with her on the phone several days before, and she'd lived in love that whole time, thinking that they were in love. And she realized it was all from here. Right? To live in love has got nothing to do with the guy or the man or the woman or the, guy, you know, the child or the dog out there. It's got nothing to do with the God out there, in quotes, either. To live in love 
to feel in love, to feel that aliveness, because love and life are the same, one and the same, moving in and through us and as us, yes? <sighs> Nothing to do with what's out there. It's what I'm being now, what I'm choosing now. And those of you who do the Course in Miracles know at any given moment, I can choose love. I can choose to experience being in love in any moment, if I have the tools. Because <laughs> a lot of us don't have the tools, right? We get carried away with the emotion of the moment, the anger, the upset, the fear, the I'm right and he's, she's wrong. <laughs> we all know that one. Um, <laughs> we all get caught up in that stuff. And if we don't have the tool that goes, that doesn't feel good. I don't want to stay there. I'm going to breathe. <sighs> oh, yeah. I can choose love. Yes. Yeah. Having the tools is huge. To be able to make the choice, to be in the energy on which infinite pasts and infinite futures are resting in this moment. And when I'm living in the love, what do you think the probability is of some futures unfolding and others not? Versus when I'm living in fear and anger and upset, right? That's going to be another set of probable futures unfolding. Mm. So there's another point that the Course in Miracles make that I think Ernest Holmes is pointing to, and that is the Course says there is only one solution to every problem. Every problem is one problem. It's the belief that I'm separated from the infinite, all that is, that is good and love and life. That's the only problem. Well, if that's the only problem, then the answer is to know I'm not separated. And how can I know and feel that I am not separated? I go to that sense of connection. And how do I feel that connection? What do we call it? Love. <laughs> right? There's, in the current issue of Science of Mind, Reverend Carol Carnes says, love is a power that draws harmonious energies together to coalesce into some form or experience. I'm going to say that again. A power that draws harmonious energies together to coalesce into some form or experience. And this is really cool, because in quantum physics, energy only takes form, only becomes matter, in the presence of an observer. Right? You got it. Love is the power that coalesces into the form. 
my observation, my presence to the energies is what allows the coalescing to happen so that it isn't continuing to be infinite energy. It's starting to come together into the particular possible future that is mine now. And the more delightful those energies are, the more filled with life and affection and appreciation and respect and honor and worth and all of that good stuff, the more likely it's going to coalesce into that for my immediate experience. How does that feel? Yeah. That's kind of why we come here, isn't it? <laughs> to feel that coalescing of harmonious energies into an experience that feels more loving. <sighs> Ernest says, if we look at love long enough, we shall become lovely. Now, this is true about anything. We become what we focus on, and we experience more of what we focus on. But isn't that cool? Looking at love, mm, all the words that we have for it, all the feelings, all the memories, all the stories that we've heard, all those songs, all of that. We fill our awareness with the love, and we become that love. We become lovely. We become loving. We become the beloved that we have been seeking, looking out there, just by focusing on and choosing over and over and over again. You know, Rumi talks about that in his work, if you like the Rumi poetry. It's just Mm, the delicious stuff, right? Here's this Islamic scholar who is one of the strongest scholars in that part of the world in the 1200s. <laughs> and he's riding his donkey in the street, and there's this character who goes out the gate, and he goes, oh, and he follows him, Sham, so you have a roomy book. Eh? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> And he follows him, and he discovers that it's not about that guy. It's not about that Allah, that presence, that divine power. It's all about the love that is in us, through us, expressing as us here and now always. And all of his poetry tries to tell us that. <laughs> right? it, everything we want is in us, in finding and choosing that love. Oh my goodness, can I begin then to consider the possibility that there is only love, as we sang earlier? Here, now, I sometimes re-sing it as here, now, is only love, right? Because there sometimes looks like out there, right? Here, now, is only love, love that heals. Love that makes me free. It makes me free of the limitations of my past fears and upsets. And all the training our culture gave us that said things aren't okay. As I go into that place of love, I'm free. 
and I am healed. There is only one problem, and there is only one solution, because there is only one beingness here and now in us, through us, as us, working for us, and developing all that is into more and more of what it is. Capital I, it, capital I, is, love. <sighs> so as we choose that, We start coming up against all those things that we have been told and some of the things we have been experienced that suggest maybe it isn't all like that. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that too often. And we need to find more tools. Tools that help us not get caught up in that technically positive feedback loop in the negative direction. <laughs> Right? Because it goes, feed it, feed it, feed it, feed it, get more, get more, get more. But it's pulling us downward when we get caught up in that other stuff, right? Oh, my goodness. Well, there are lots of tools out there. There really are. Emma Curtis Hopkins has the whole second lesson on letting it go, releasing, being done, denying, negating. And I love the word dissolving that whole pattern of possibilities and past experiences, right? And then there may be other things. There's some forms of therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy can get us out of that loop in the brain. And there's other things. I, I know someone likes to do the rapid eye therapy. You know, yeah, that works for her. And you know, there's all kinds of ways that we can use to get out of that loop that says the past and this other stuff that's going on out there isn't loving or wasn't loving. And there's a reason Emma has it as lesson two in her, all of her teachings, the second thing. Because she says, as soon as I start saying, oh, I choose love, I am love, it's all loving, it's all wonderful, some thought or some person or some memory is going to come and say, oh, yeah? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> and we go, yes, I am absolutely sure. Away with thee. Or as Jesus said, get thee behind me. <laughs> Not part of my world, one of my students says. <laughs> that doesn't happen in my world. It's not real. What is real? we claim and hang on to, which are lessons three and four. So if you haven't done the Emma Curtis Hopkins work, I strongly recommend it. But that whole sense of being and choosing and turning away from the, what, what the culture has told us is real for what love shows us must be real, can't not be real, capital R, real, yes? That really is, truly, actually, is what this stage in our lives, and I know this because you're in this room right now, this is what this stage in our lives is about. Learning to not be affected by 
anything that says anything other than it's all love. I am loved. I am loving. I am beloved. Now, an amazing thing happens when we get to that place where we can literally dissolve these other ideas. They disappear. Our world becomes more and more heavenly. We see things that we didn't think were there before. We feel things that we didn't know were possible before. We start doing and showing up in the world in ways that we thought we were limited and unable to do before. And the people that we thought were not loving are either no longer there, which often happens, or they're, oh my goodness, look at that. Look what a loving thing that person said or did. I didn't, yeah, oh my goodness. And then we have to cancel, cancel any idea that there were anything other than that. Cancel, cancel, not true, not true, not true. No, 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 no. They are love. If all that exists is love, then that person is love, right? Namaste, I see that, I feel that in you, yes. And another thing that begins to happen is simply because we are being that and choosing that, the whole world begins to go, oh, you can be that? You can choose that? Oh, I want what she's got. <laughs> I want to live what he's living. <laughs> I want what they are experiencing. How do I do that? And they start doing the same thing. Literally, every single time that anyone chooses to experience that lovingness instead of those old programs, the whole world is lifted. All of humanity is able to experience that more fully. Now, life happens, and sometimes it doesn't look loving. When Cheech was on the mountainside and had a compound fracture in his leg and had to be airlifted to a hospital and all of the stuff that had to happen there, he didn't feel like either the guys that had put him on those skis or the universe was very loving. But when he got freed of the draft, he realized that it was, right? Sometimes we have to ride with something until the end of the experience to get how the love is happening. Yeah? To realize that that loving presence is all that is happening is a marvelous thing. And if I want to be able to do that regardless of what is happening, appearing to happen in my life, I have learned that I need to do something every day to remind myself to remember, make it a part of me, that love is and only love is. We call that a daily spiritual practice, right? That's all it is. What do I get to do today that is a reminder, a way to know these truths? 
uh, having the kinds of songs that Karen Drucker writes, right, or that Ricky Byers Beckwith writes on our, you know, whatever streaming system we're using now, or CD player in the car, if you're still riding around in a 90s car. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> Is a very useful way to do that. Also, you can use both books and audiobooks, right? All these spiritual things. I have this shelf of spiritual books next to my big comfortable chair, and the one that's glowing, that's today's reading, right? And I pull it off the shelf. So I, I, I you know, talked about this, and I actually, I'm, I'm going to do a little sales pitch here because we're going to be selling books in the back, but I put together a little book called Spiritual Success, and it is how to put together a daily spiritual practice. Four S's in spiritual and success. Yeah, I like playing with words. <laughs> Study is what we just talked about, right? Books, audiobooks, songs, anything that, well, come in here, anything that lets me hear or know some other perspective on this so I get different language and different images and different possibilities, that's what the study does, right? Then going into the silence about it, well, we kind of reversed that. We went into the silence, but you did that beautiful, beautiful treatment that got us into that place, right? And that music, oh my goodness, you guys. So beautiful, thank you. Ah, we go into that silence and we allow those images and ideas and thoughts to kind of percolate and we begin to have the neural network in the brain begin to align on what we have just been taking in. Yes. And then that neural network in the brain is not doing a positive feedback loop anymore. It's starting to go, oh, there's more. There's more. There's, I can reach for more connections like that. And that's how we begin to see new and different things. And after the silence, we begin to have an insight or an idea or there's something that we read or heard that we really like. And we get to share. That's the third S. We share. Yeah? Whatever. It can be in a prayer thing. It can be in my journal. It can be, hey, I just read this thing. You know, it can be getting up in front of a group of people. <laughs> it can be using the check-in in a class to say, I found this, <laughs> right? Whatever the sharing looks like. And then there's another piece. And this has to do with being in human form. It's something that's very hard to do when you're not in human form. And that is serve something to someone in some way. Be in service, right? And it doesn't have to be much. The person in front needs a little help with their groceries, right? The person trying to get into the traffic can get in because I don't need to write this second, right? The whatever it is. Or it can be a great big thing. It can be, you know, dashing off somewhere and driving someone, someone thousands of miles totally because it's appropriate. Whatever it is, we want to do something every day. Four S's. Study, silence, sharing, and service. So you now have a little book in the bookstore if you forget. <laughs> As we do this, we are reminded daily of truth. 
as we are reminded and remembering these truths that love is all that is and that love has all of these forms of life and beauty and power and wisdom and joy and all those wonderful qualities that we call divine qualities, <sighs> then it's much easier to remember them when life appears to be handling, handing me something that doesn't look like that. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not true, not true, not true. By the way, Ernest Holmes used to do that. I don't know if you talk about that here. But when he was in Hollywood and he had his offices and all those actors and producers and wealthy people and people off the streets would come in and say, I just have this horrible problem. He'd be going, not true, not true, not true. Cancel, 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 not true. Under his breath, not saying a word to them, letting them vent, not letting it get to him because he knew it was nothing. And what was true is love. That's it. That's the only truth. That's the only possibility. Here, now, always. Love is. And so you can see that there is nothing that love can't do because it's all love. And you can see that whatever the problem appears to be, it's dissolved in the love. And therefore, in the terms of our culture, that title that was used for this talk is true. Love wins. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.